Roster Pod NFL podcast. We're here for a Super Bowl 57 preview as the Chiefs take on the Eagles. With me, I've got four guests, three returning, one new, two Chiefs fans and two Eagles fans as we preview the big game in Arizona this Sunday. My first guest is a returning fan, a returning Chiefs fan. We've got with us Brad Simcox. How are you, mate? Ah, I'm excited, mate. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great game. Um, yeah. Our second Chiefs fan is a new guest. Um, so we got with us today, David Figgins. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm more nervous. <laughs> I'm more nervous than Brad is. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm. Yeah, a little bit of excitement, but I'm quite a lot of nerves considering what transpired two years ago. So I'm just trying to. Yeah. I just want to put that to bed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's um, the last time you were there, you had a disappointing game. So hopefully it's a better outing. Certainly for me as a neutral, hopefully it's a better outing than you had last time. Um, now over to the Eagles side. Our first Eagles fan is a returning guest, a friend of mine who I've been on the podcast with before, the Hair Dry Treatment Podcast, and a guy you may have known from our Eagles season preview episode, as well as a couple of episodes this season. Back with us is Stephen McGuinness. How are you? I'm absolutely buzzing. And uh, I am probably way more confident about this than anybody else in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and of course, our friend who did the same podcast, the hairdresser, he's actually going to be out there for the game. Uh, Luke, he managed to get tickets off a, a friend in the NFL. Um, so you'll hear his voice note later on. Um, now, shall we name him? I don't want to. I don't want to say his name. You don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a jealousy there, Steve. Is that a jealousy? Uh, the fact that you know Luke. No, no, no. It's just that who Luke got the tickets from. I don't. I don't oh, want to say I his see, name. Yeah, I no, can't we, say his name. I just no, no. We, uh, no, we, we can't say who it is. But um, it's someone that if you're an NFL fan, you will know who this is. Um, and our final guest is another Eagles fan who came on for our last episode, the Eagles Niners preview. Back with us is uh, Cam McFarlane. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad at all, mate. Good, good to be back on. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm possibly not slightly as confident as Stephen is from the sound of things there, but <laughs> but I I am definitely still still fancying that. To give it a little bit away before we get into predictions later on, though, I know which way I'm going. So we've sort of got from both fan bases. We've got one from both Eagles and Chiefs who's very confident, and one who's a bit more nervous. So um, yeah, it's interesting to see what you guys are going to give for your predictions later on. Also, we've got some previous guests and friends of the show that are giving their predictions through the also of a soundbite and video message. Um, so you'll hear their voices along the way and some famous NFL faces potentially as well if they return my DMs. Um, so we're going to first of all go back to you, David, as you're the only one here who is a new guest. We like to ask you the same question we like, we like to ask all of our new guests as to why you're a fan of the team you choose. So um, what made you a Chiefs fan? Um, I've, I've been through this a few times now and it's such a boring story. I feel like <laughs> I feel like some people have some <clears throat> some really good connective stories when it comes to um, why they've chosen the city or, or the region or they've met a certain person or whatever. Um, and mine is literally, I used to work with somebody who um, used to bring a PSP into work at the little PlayStation portables. Um, and he played Madden or six or seven on it. And I got through, uh, I it, he got through to me with that. I ended up playing it with him. And that's how I ended up um, being a fan of the NFL. And I thought, I bought Madden for my Xbox 360 at the time. And I was like, right, well, I need to choose a team. And I literally wrote every team name on a piece of paper and picked one out. <laughs> um, and it turned out to be the Chiefs. Um, and then the first season was um, Brody Crowell's, I think it was 4-12 and 12 or 2-14 and uh, two and 14 or something like that season. So I've had to go through a lot of rubbish before we got to the, got to the half-decent stuff. Do you know, I love that story because that's also similar to how I got to my team is also a Madden-based story. So I always like hearing it when someone else has a similar sort of story to myself as to why they chose their team. Um, and also for you, in terms of your time, would have been, what's that, 2012, 2013, you became a fan. Um, who's been your favourite player since um, since being a fan of the Chiefs? Oh, there's so many. I mean, um, I know that uh, Brad's is, is Jamal Charles and he's definitely, definitely up there. Um, but I think just primarily for his story, probably Eric Berry. Um, yeah, so on. so that the, the fact that he's managed to come back from cancer and have um 
an all pro level season um or a couple of seasons um and some of the some of the plays he made in 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 those seasons as well um just off the back of of coming back from uh, Hodgkin's informer is just something that I don't think is is um something I can compare to any other players and I think that, I think that's something I really really admire about him so probably Eric Berry yeah. and it's goes I'll go one by one again to all of you sticking with you David where are you watching the game on Sunday um again really really boring I work in a school so um I, it's not like I can't go out or anything like that I can't book the day off um so I'm literally just sat at home on the sofa watching it um and then I have to get up first thing in the morning um to to work <laughs> Well, I mean, you could, you could, and just give the kids the day off, couldn't you? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> they love you for Sorry, it. sorry, just, just deal with it. <laughs> we had so many strikes with teachers recently anyway. I mean, the kids probably wouldn't notice if you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon even I reckon better you could have the whole school, if you avoid the result and get the whole school to watch it. You know, like in those classic World Cup things when schools oh, you know, yeah. watch, like, watch the games early in the morning, I reckon get the kids there for seven and watch it in assembly from like seven till 10. I think that would be a good, good way to watch it as well, but uh, not be too late. Uh, Brad yourself, where are you watching a game on Sunday? I'm actually flying out to Dublin, believe it or not. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, it was, it was just um, one of those things where it was, uh, we noticed there was a lot of people down in <coughs> London. We were going to go and meet up in London and probably go to like, you know, a casino somewhere and watch the game. But um there's a lot of people coming up from Scot- coming down from Scotland and everything, and obviously I'm in the northeast as well. So uh, we said we're not spending two hundred quid for a, a, a ticket down to the um, down to London on a train. We'll just go to Dublin because it's like fifty quid return. So, <laughs> so it was just cheap. So we thought, hey, why not? While in Dublin, we're just going to be uh, taking in the taking in the sights, which is basically the Guinness the, the Guinness factory in it, basically. Um, and then we're just going to be watching the game on the night. So it's it's going to be quite a few of us. I think it's about twenty of us going. So it's uh, we're going to take over one of the little little pubs there. Um, just have a merry old time. Nice. Um, that sounds really good, actually. Uh, Cam and you, where are you watching the game on Sunday? Uh, I'm really jealous now, Brad. Um, I absolutely love Dublin. It's it's my favourite city. Like I said, it's so cheap to get to as well. It costs you a fortune yeah. when you're there, but any city does. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of good bars actually that that show the NFL usually on a on a Sunday in Dublin that we've found for our travels. So I'll see if I can figure out what they are and fire them over to you if you need them. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, I'm going to be watching it in Manchester. I'm going out to uh, a place called Brotherhood in Manchester that's having a bit of an NFL party thing. So there's a few of us from work and a couple of other NFL fans that are joining us. So should be a good one. It's, it's a really good venue there. Yeah, Brotherhood is decent, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, we've had a couple of Chiefs meets up at up at that venue, so it's a, yeah, it's a really really good venue. Screens everywhere, so yeah, and they do some good, pretty good food as well. Sounds good. Um, finally, Steve, where are you watching the game? You're all the Island Man residents uh, here, so yeah. Island- so, so interestingly, I actually had plans to go to Arizona. Um, obviously, you say Luke and Chris, friends of mine, are are out there already. Um, they'd already hired a, an apartment. They'd already hired a car. So basically, all I would have needed was airfare out there and to get myself a ticket. Now, I called in a few favours. Uh, my brother works for um, Columbus Crew. He's one of their um, senior management there. Uh, and they happen to be open, owned by the same people that own the Browns. So I was like, let's see what you can do. Just just put your arms out there, see if anyone can possibly come up with something at short notice. But I did give them like 13 days notice, and tickets are about five grand a piece. So it's like, it was pushing it. Uh, and sadly, you couldn't get anything. So I will be uh, watching it with a couple of others on Sunday nights. We have like six of us all go around to watch the game, watch Red Zone. Um, and obviously, two of them, as you just pointed out, are currently in Arizona. So the remainder of us will all be you know, around there, piled on at the sofa, pizzas, drinks, and uh, hopefully a really good game of football. Uh, hopefully, it is. And I'll be watching it in Nottingham uh, with the JMB crew. Um, the sort of a- I think they're, you know, they're. I've not, I've met, I've not met them before. It's my first time meeting them, and it's a um, league I've been in, fancy league all season. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to meet new people and watch it with people, and not watch it with friends. No, no disrespect to my friends. Not watch it with friends who have to explain the rules every two seconds. So I'm looking forward to that part. Of it. <laughs> well, I yeah. can just sit there and just relax, yeah. and not to worry about. Yeah, totally. Think from what a first down is and what a, you know, a 
uh, the flags on penalty. So it'd be nice in that sense. This should be a, should be a good laugh. Um, right onto the game itself. Of course, these are both the number one overall seeds. Um, some interesting, some cool matchups. Of course, this is also the Kelsey Bowl where the Travis and Ke- Jason Kelsey both play each other. The first time we've seen two brothers play in the same game as players. Uh, it's also the first time we've had two black quarterbacks in the same game. It's also the youngest quarterback matchup in Super Bowl history. And Mahomes is the youngest quarterback to start three Super Bowls at the age of 27. And this is also the youngest matchup as well. Um, and that's where we really start really is Mahomes. And we'll go to you, Brad and David. Of course, Mahomes' injury was a big talking point going into the, the Bengals game. And obviously he overcame that and played pretty well considering the injury that he had. But they're still concerned because we had the same thing happen two years ago. Divisional rounds went down against Browns, had a good game against the Bills the following week, but then against the Buccaneers two weeks later, it was clear that the injury was still there and also he wasn't really well protected enough. So with that going in, obviously, once again, like it was two years ago, going against number one defence in the league in the Eagles, does the fact that an injury has only been a week or so ago, would that concern you after what happened two years ago? I think it will do, yeah. I think um, it's very still very fresh in our minds. I think uh, David mentioned it before, you know, the previous Super Bowl is very fresh in our minds because of just how it all went down. I mean, it wasn't just the injury that Mahomes suffered then. I mean, here come the excuses, I suppose. But um, our own line was banged up a lot in that game as well. And uh, it was pretty much, you know, try and make something of it, I think. Um, and when you've got a quarterback hobbling around on one foot and he doesn't have his his you know his number one all line with him um that was that was obviously a, a recipe for disaster and and the chiefs just couldn't overcome it um and when you're facing an eagles defense like this i mean they are a phenomenal defense i mean when you look at that roster as well um those guys look legit and they've they've proven it all the way throughout the season as well and it's not just that but that 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 d line is is tremendous i mean the the, the chiefs all line has been been through a bit of a rebuild since the previous Super Bowl that we we were at, and it's it's now trying to find out is 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 it has it worked has this has this whole line rebuild really worked have we learned our lesson um because there's a lot of money thrown at it there was obviously a trade thrown at it as well to get the likes of Orlando Brown um on that left side and uh, yeah it's 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 suck it and see now I think I think that's the that's that's all I can call it, really. Um, but Mahomes himself, he seems quite confident. He seems happy that he can play on a, a gammy foot, no problem. Um, he was limping around a bit in the Bengals game. Uh, I think we all saw that. Uh, and it is a concern because part of his game, he does like to scramble quite a bit as well, especially out of the pockets. And you didn't see an awful lot of that against the Bengals. Um, and I think it did limit him a little bit, but the thing with Mahomes' injury, it almost kind of refocused him in his passing game, which was was quite beneficial with us against the Bengals because he 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 really kind of balled out in that game. And, you know, 350-plus yards, I think it was, uh, that he had. So, you know, he can do it if he needs to. And if he's almost kind of siloed in the pocket, I think he can produce something. Um, but I would much rather have 100% Mahomes um, than a... 90% fit Mahomes, I suppose, um, just to make sure that, you know, if if it's needed, if he needs that big flashy play or if he likes to, you know, try and scramble out of the pocket, then that's exactly what we need. And you want you want him 100% fit in the, in, the, in the big game, in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it is a concern, but um, he seems quite confident. So I think we've just got to trust him. Yeah, uh, I think... Oh, go on, sorry. Sorry, carry on. I'll let you go. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think the thing with the last Super Bowl is, granted, uh, Mahomes was carrying an injury in there, but he scrambled behind the line of scrimmage for over 500 yards. So, mm. um, because he was running for his life and I'm not, I, I'm almost, not almost certain, I'm certain that, that that is not going to be the case. As good as the, the D-line is and how deep, that the thing for me as well with the Eagles D-line is how, how deep that D line is as well, so they can constantly refresh it and constantly mm-hmm. change it, so that so that it's it, it's consistent and uh, persistent pressure. Even with that, I still think that the the new build offensive line for the Chiefs is more than enough capable to at least not 
have the same um, sort of effect that the last Super Bowl that the Chiefs were in had, where where Mahomes is scrambling for his life and throwing throwing sidearms as he's jumping sideways and um, and and that, and that sort of thing. So um, I, I think in that so in that regard, um, it, it's going to be a different type of game. But again, like I just want to reiterate what Brad said, like that 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 D line for the for the um, particularly the pass rush for the for the Eagles is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, this D line is me. I think it's a big, the big thing in this game for the Eagles. I think you know, look at they got four players this season with double digit sacks. You know, the likes of Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick and Javon Hargrave and all that. I think it's a really good D line. I think that you know, I mentioned this two games before where Mahomes did do well despite the injury. Bengals had the 16th best pass defense. The Bills, the two years before that, had the 13th best. So I think it's a different proposition when you go against the best defence league and the best pass rush that was the case for the Eagles this season. Um, heading on to you, uh, we'll go to you first, Cam. Um, of course, do you think that is almost the key to winning the game almost more than the offence? Because I think whilst, I think, I think, Percy, I don't know whether you agree with me or not, I think we're more likely to see a good game for Miles Sanders than we are Jaden Hurt, if I'm honest. I think that Jaden Hurt has been great. I think his connection with AJ Brown was straight away instantly a bit like Diggs and Allen straight away you know chemistry was there you know and do you think that the fact that do you think we've seen in recent weeks maybe the run game be the biggest strength do you think that's first of all the biggest strength on offense but do you think also the biggest way for you to win this game is through that D-line and stopping Mahomes because I think if you stop Mahomes I think you stop the Chiefs. Yeah I, I think you're right I, I'm much more comfortable seeing Jalen try and just manage a game out rather than us having to go blow for blow, lights out, trying to have an absolute shootout like we had last time in the Super Bowl when we managed to out-duel sort of Brady and outscore them. I don't fancy getting into that battle with the Chiefs. I think if you sort of, if we can't slow them down, I think we're going to be in trouble. And I think that's where, for me, I think if that, if Mahomes isn't fully healthy and we can get at, get at him, because I think I don't fancy any O-line in the league being good enough to sort of keep us at bay for the for the full 60 minutes. If we can keep him in the pocket, keep him from being able to make those extended plays where he gives his receivers time to get open and, and make those big chunk plays, then I think that's where we can really have a big impact on this game and, and potentially shut them down to a point where we're getting hits on him, we're sacking him and stopping him getting big third downs and keeping drives going and then if we can then manage the game from there on offense and like you say lean on Sanders and Kenneth Gamewell and Boston Scott a little bit more and not have to have the big explosive players but open the field up a little bit for those by by running the ball a lot then that's where I think our success is going to come and that's the way if I could sort of draw it up myself that's the way I want to see this game going because if we start getting into a shootout I, I worry that we won't keep up. And well, Steve, do you think that we've we talked about the D-line a lot with the Eagles defence and what's been a great run defence as well as a pass defence, but do you think are you obviously with your likes of, you know, it's not just Kelsey, you've also got Valdez Scantling, you've got Juju, you've got even McKinnon in the in the passing game, you can do sort of both things in the backfield. Are you confident of your of your back line, particularly Slay? Um, do you think how are you feeling about that matchup with the likes of your secondary going up against the likes of Kelsey and Valdez Scouting and, and Co? I'm, I'm pretty confident about it. I mean, we've talked a lot about the Eagles' run defence, but the Eagles' pass defence this year, especially, as you say, Darius Slay, has been absolutely outstanding. Um, in fact, there's been four, in the regular season, 14 of the 17 quarterbacks we played got 220 yards or less passing. And I can't recall a secondary that's had that kind of effect. It's, it's, it's genuinely impressive. Um, I said when we signed Darius Slay last season, it would revitalise our backfield, and it absolutely did. Um, but going to what Cam said there about the, the run game, um, obviously we when we played both the Giants and the, the Niners, um, we didn't have to rely on our big game players like uh, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown because the run game was so effective. But because those games are blowouts, we never really, you know, you didn't see much out of those two players. And I think we'll see a lot more of them in this game. Um, when it comes to the, the D-line versus the O-line, um, I mean, Brad and David have both said it. If Mahomes has to sit in the pocket, he's 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 a good pocket passer. 
but it's a question of how long that pocket stays upright um, with that Eagles pass rush, which you know has been just getting to people on a regular basis. Um, I honestly think when we see the final game, we'll probably see Hassan Reddick have one of the games of his career. Um, because not, not just with Reddick, I think, um, I don't know how many people looked at it, but we were talking about the, the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marcus Bandel-Scanling. The guys that the, the that Mahomes is throwing to this year are not the quality of a Tyreek Hill. He still has Travis Kelce there, but a lot of the guys that have come in the, in the offseason have been the guys who have been the, the almost guys at the teams that they've come in from, like the number two guys or the, the guy that kind of you bring in for that one or two special teams play. None of them are that kind of dominant, right? It's, you know, we've got 10 seconds left. We need to throw a 40-yard bomb. Who are we throwing it at? You know, if, if you were to say, can I throw that at Juju? How many people here would say, well, I'd rather have someone else? Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. So I think that's where the, the problem is. The, the key matchup for me is not deeper. The key matchup for me is in the short field. It's Travis Kelce and Avante Maddox. If Kelce can start getting loose and Kelce starts getting, because we've seen what he's like when he gets hot, he gets two, three, four receptions. Yep, that'll grind you down. And at that point, the Chiefs can then start mixing up the plays between passing and rushing. Um, I'm a big fan of Isaac Pacheco. I think I think they've found their guy there. I wasn't as uh, as keen on Edwards Hilaire last year, but you know, Edwards Hilaire still had a good season, but he just seems to have dropped off. So it's a question of can Kels get hot? And if he can, does that then open up the run game for Pacheco? That's that's where to me the Chiefs offense is going to win or lose this game. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. And I do think that you know, we haven't even mentioned Chris Jones yet. I think we've not talked about the Chiefs defensive line, you know, with uh Carl Aftis as well. And I think Chris Jones <laughs> being one of the best players on defense. But I think that's almost I think I think that's gonna be the biggest battle. I think everyone's talking about the homes against Hertz, but I think really for me it's Chris Jones against Hassan Reddick. I think all that D line, I think that's there's some really good defensive players on here, and I think that's going to be... I don't think we're going to see a high-scoring game. I think I can see both callbacks struggling. I can see it being a low-scoring game in the sense that I think, you know, I think both teams have such good defences, particularly on the D-line. I think we're going to see a lot of players struggle. I think particularly the run game might be an issue, but at the same time, I think um, the Eagles' run defence is a lot better than the Chiefs' run defence. I think we've got more chance of seeing Miles Sanders break out than the likes of Pacheco or McKinnon. Um, we are going to head to our first break. Um, and before the break, we're going to give you some sound bites from former guests. Uh, first of all, you'll hear uh, Sam Morgan, or otherwise known as UK Samo on Twitter. And after him, you'll, you'll hear TalkSports' Ollie Wilson, amongst many other former guests. My prediction for Super Bowl 56 is that the Philadelphia Eagles take this year's Lombardi Trophy and are going to be eating a hell of a lot of Philly cheesesteaks come the end of the night. All right, Andy, you want a prediction for Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I'm on the Eagles' sideline right now, so there's only one team that I can really be picking. Look, the heart is always going to say Philadelphia. Even if the head is filled with nerves, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, you cannot underestimate them. Number one offense in the NFL. But that number one defense and the versatility of Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and, of course, the receiver core of A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard is going to do enough to get the job done on Sunday, or at least I really hope. Hello, Scott McCabe here, and judging by my hat, I think it's pretty obvious who I'm taking for the Super Bowl 57 matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, that's right, I'm rolling with KC. Chiefs Kingdom, I'm behind you. I think this team has enough talent to go out and get that second ring for Patrick Mahomes. This is a huge game as well for Andy Reid, as he used to coach the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe the Chiefs have enough firepower on that offense, and look, we know this, what this offense can do. They were the number one ranked offense in the NFL. NFL. So they are against the number one ranked defense in the NFL, but I think they get the job done. And I think Travis Kelsey has a monster game along with rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco. Let's go, KC. I'm rooting for you. So, my prediction for the Super Bowl mm, I want to actually lean to the Eagles. I think that their running game is going to be really, really impressive against the Chiefs. Chiefs haven't really faced anything like this before in the season. Obviously, look, the Eagles haven't really played a dominant offense like the Chiefs um, all season, so it's going to be an interesting um, game. But I think defensively, the Eagles are just better than the Chiefs, and I think that's going to make a difference. So for me, my prediction is going to be 21-24 uh, to the Eagles being the Chiefs and winning Super Bowl. Plus, my brother's an Eagles fan, so I have to go with the Eagles. You heard it here for, first from Daniel Faloui. Make sure you check, like, and watch the Super Bowl. 
Hi guys, I'm Tom Morton, the genius who predicted that the Giants would in fact beat the Eagles in the divisional round. Um, I believe your host also <laughs> decided that they would as well. Um, here are my Super Bowl prediction. Uh, unfortunately, I see the Eagles winning this game by three. I think their um, defence is much stronger and they can match the Chiefs for offensive firepower. Um, I'm looking at something maybe 27-24, something like that. Um, hopefully it will be a good game and enjoy wherever you're watching. Tony FOK here and here's my prediction for the Super Bowl this Sunday. I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I know I'm a Denver Broncos fan and I'm supposed to root against my AFC West rivals, but the Chiefs have just been amazing this season. Mahomes has been getting it done. And as good as the Eagles defense and Jalen Hurts have been this season and their offense as well, I just feel like Super Bowl experience. Kansas, you know, it's their third Super Bowl in four years and they've got the best quarterback in football right now. And normally the NFL is a quarterback game, so you're going to go with your better quarterback. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get it done. So that's my prediction for this upcoming Super Bowl. Well, hello, it's Luke from the Hairdryer Treatment Podcast here. And as you know, I'm a massive Bears fan, as you can see from all the various different palaver that I've got on. Um, I'm here to make a prediction for the Super Bowl. Actually, I'm going to be at the game. I'm super, super excited and uh, managed to swing tickets. They arrived in last night and I honestly cannot wait. Um, I think it's going to be a great game, actually. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing two QBs at the absolute top of their game. But I'm also really just looking forward to some amazing football and an amazing atmosphere. Um, Score-wise, I really struggled with this, actually. But I'm going to go for a Kansas City win. I think that I think Mahomes is going to have too much if he's healthy, which I think he is. Um, so I think it's going to be quite a game. Um, I think the, the Philly defence have got themselves a bit of work cut out to, to stop them. However, I do think it'll be close. Um, I think the current spread is at one and a half points, something like that. And that's about right. I, I don't think there'll be much in it. It could just as easily be Philly. Um, big shout out to Steve for him, for this. I, I, you know, I wish you all the best. I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not, uh, I'm not tipping you for the win, but it is really, really close. And you just never know. So let's just see what happens. But I cannot wait. I am the most excited I've ever been in my entire life. And that is saying something. So come on, come on. Thank you to our first lot of former guests and friends of the show that have given us sound bites and predictions. We will be doing more at the end of the show as well. A quick quiz for you all before we do carry on with the rest of the episode. Mahomes is going to be the third quarterback in history who's been the passing yards leader to play against number one ranked defence. Can you guys name the other two quarterbacks who went into the game as a passing yards leader and played against number one pass defence in the league? Anyone get that? Joe Montana? No. Um, one is a bit of a um, quarterback that's not really seen as one of the best, but one of them is, if that's any clue to anyone. Tom got... Brady. No, Tom Brady, surely. No, not Tom Brady, amazingly. Peyton oh, Manning. Peyton Manning, yeah. So he was in the, the game against the... Um, actually, I've written against Broncos, but I'm guessing I meant the uh, Seahawks when they lost so heavily with that disastrous disastrous start to the game. And then finally, a bit of a niche one, um, Rich Gannon against the Raiders against the Buccaneers, of course, the MVP. Oh, that's, that's gone bad. Yeah, that was... Um, <laughs> God. I believe that was... Um, that's, that's older than you are. <laughs> I think I'd have been well, it was way before my time as the NFL fan. I'd have been I'd have been eight, seven, eight years old when that was on, which um, you know, wow. the first one I remember one I remember knowing anything about was the um the one in Dallas between the Packers and the Steelers. That's the first one I remember being aware of. But the first I watched was that um, Broncos Seahawks terrible game, so it wasn't the best start, but I had a couple of good ones after that. Um so one of the feel good stories, actually, one point on that, of course, the common the common theme between the previous two is they both lost. So hopefully for you guys, uh, Brad and David, that's not the case. Um, this time around. Um, <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> listen, all, offense wins games, defense wins championships, and that's, yeah, that's that is a good thing. Thing into this game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether that happens again. Um, one of the feel-good stories, really, is coming out of the fact that I think it might be the first ever Australian player to play in a Super Bowl. Um, Jordan Mayata, um, of course, he is someone that you know was picked up in the in by the Eagles, and really this season particularly, really had a breakout year, and he's been one of the un more unsung heroes, I think, of this of this Eagles team. But 
I'll go to you, Eagles fans. Um, firstly, how good is, how good is it seeing someone not from America who's doing so well for this Eagles team? But also, do you think he can make an impact in this game, Steve? Yeah, I, I think, and as you said there, he's been one of our, not just unsung heroes, he's been one of our best players this season. Um, and we talked in the, the first part there about Chris Jones and, and how good his pass rush is. But Malata uh, and Sumalo kind of rotating on that that edge has been superb for this season. I mean, one of the reasons Hearts has got so much time to throw and has been so accurate is that he's just not getting pressure towards him. Um, he's a great mobile quarterback, which is fantastic, but He's only in his second year, and in second-year quarterbacks, you don't usually see the kind of accuracy we're seeing in Jalen Hurts, and I'm really, really pleased, and I think a lot of that's down to just how much Jordan Mailata has come on this year, and how good his protection is on that side. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, I think it is one of the best defences we've seen. You know, it's um, it's really good um, the unit we're seeing, but do you think also, Cam, this is also, we've seen a few players before, because he came through the International Player Pathway Programme, and I think that we've seen a lot of players, like a Christian Wade, often they don't do much in the NFL once they get there, but do you think this, he can be almost a poster boy for any future players coming through these this International Player Pathway, the fact that you can make it, and you can make a Super Bowl whilst also being one of the key players? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jordan Mylas, and I think, like you say, he could very much be be that poster boy for the international program. I mean, it's the way he plays the game as well. He plays it with a smile on his face. He's he's a fun character around sort of around the, the dressing room, around the team as well. And I think he's one of those players that that is the perfect sort of poster boy for it. Um, and like I say, the success he's had, we haven't seen it from anyone else coming out of that program really. And say Wade was another one you mentioned who had moments of success in preseason where he sort of scored a touchdown broke a couple of big runs but to have this continued success in a sport that I, I'm not sure how big it is in Australia but I don't think it's particularly um, sort of well well seen or, over there as well to come over and, and be this sort of next level I think you could see it really sort of if marketed right being a, a big way of making that something more than, than it sort of is right now just where you've seen the odd players have small sort of windows one of the things that 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 has like sort of surprised me a little bit is when he when he came in he, he had virtually no american football experience at all um and and the fact that he's been able to go from virtually no nfl experience or no no american football experience to to being one of the top offensive linemen in the league is just nothing short of remarkable mm. yeah i think i've my mission certainly is to one point watch Super Bowl in Sydney or Melbourne because they get to watch it on a Monday morning at 10 a.m. I mean, as a morning person, someone who often struggles to stay awake late at night, that sounds amazing. You know, you can have breakfast in the morning, you know, half eight, nine in the morning, and then get there for, you know, half nine, whatever. It sounds great to me. And I think, you know, I've got a friend who lives there. So I think I would love to um, one day go and watch it there because, you know, I think that's a almost a perfect time to watch a game, which isn't a weekend. So, um so, yeah, no, that, that sounds fantastic. And, yeah, so our next talking point really is to do with more individual players. So, first, we, we're going to talk about Mahomes. So, he is supposed to boy for this game. Uh, he's already This is his third Super Bowl appearance. He can win potentially a second. He could win the second MVP and second Super Bowl MVP um, if he wins this game on Sunday. Uh, and he's... He already played in five straight AFC Championship games, all of them being at home. He's not yet played a road game in the playoffs. Um, Brad, over to you first. If they, if they were to win this game on the Sunday, where would you... I think. Do you think his legacy is going to get even better now? Do you, where would you put sort of, Where would you put him amongst other quarterbacks if he was to go and win that that second ring in his third appearance? You know, it's it's often a conversation that's brought up, and uh, I, I think I watched something on TV earlier where they were saying, "Are we are we calling it a bit too early yet?" Um, about you know putting him on this kind of pedestal alongside like the likes of Brady and and Manning and everyone, and it kind of got me thinking because I thought, yeah, if he wins this game, we can legitimately start talking about well, this Chiefs team, we could start talking to them about them as being a dynasty, um, but. Like we said, Mahomes has only been in the league like what five? Well, he's been a starter for like five seasons, um, and 
like you said, he's he's you know he's got to the AFC Championship game five times in a row. I mean, that's that's a that's an amazing feat in itself. But a lot of the time, you don't see that in the record books, do you? You don't you don't count the AFC Championship games. You t- you count what you've done in the Super Bowl. So he's got a long way to go. I mean, yeah, it's going to be contributing to his legacy a heck of a lot, and especially how he's managed to you know get his team to uh, three Super Bowls in in such a short space of time. Um. But he he needs to kind of maintain this, which is which which is going to be the telling thing, really, because if Mahomes can maintain this trajectory as he's going at the minute, we're in for a tasty few years ahead of us. But um, and it's interesting because you know the way the Chiefs have been drafting recently as well, they could have a, a, a quite a good longevity on this because you know um, we got rid of a, a talisman player like. Tyreek Hill and we got a heck of a lot of picks for him and we've used them so wisely in the previous draft that we've now got um, a team that's full of rookies um, and and same with the Eagles in a way really because they've actually got a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of drafted players that they've got as starters on their um, I think it's on the offensive side I think um, and the Chiefs have got mainly all of their drafted kind of players on the defensive side. So both teams are pretty much set up for a really kind of good long open window, I think, for this. So I don't think we're going to see the last of the Eagles if we do win this game because I think they're going to be around for quite some time. But like I said, you know, Mahomes' legacy, uh, it's just growing by the day. And But he has to start nailing these Super Bowls now. I mean, the previous one, as we mentioned, that was horrific. That's something that we all want to forget. Uh, and it was the fact that it was actually against Tom Brady. That's probably gone against him a little bit as well because Brady just stormed into Tom uh, Tampa Bay. I was going to call it Tampa Bay. They'll probably get uh, <laughs> get an invoice for that uh, into Tampa Bay, and and he basically took the team straight there in his what his first season, I think it was. Um, and beat the Chiefs. He beat the up and coming, um, you know, the, the up and coming superstar. So. There's still a long way to go for me. I think there's quite a bit of a long way to go for him, but um, he's he's doing well. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. He's doing well. <laughs> Steve, you have something you want to say about that? Yeah, I just want to say on, on the two, um, I think, you know, Brad's right. It's the, the long-term outlook of the Chiefs is good. I think the Eagles are actually coming towards the end of a window. Um, if you look at the sort of players that are out of contract at the end of the season and who's out of contract for the Chiefs, I think only... Um, so Orlando, Orlando Jones, is it? Orlando yeah, Brown, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's the he's only one, one that a significant player that's out of contract at the end of the season, whereas you look at the Eagles, there's a lot of players that a decision needs to be made on, and there's a lot of very key players, you know, the likes of uh, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kels, are all coming at the end of their contracts. They're also, you know, they're those 33, 34-year-old guys who are coming towards the end of their careers as well. So I think... Going forward, you're absolutely right. I think the Chiefs have the potential to be a dynasty. I think the Eagles are in a much shorter window. I think we maybe have this year and next. And I think after that, um, unless we can, you know, seriously renegotiate contracts and such, you know, we might we might be looking at uh, you know, dropping back to kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, good point you make. We were actually that's actually one of our talking points we will mention next, but final point on the homes, David. Um, of course, I did actually a piece on this last week about where he would rank in the top 10, top five callbacks of all time. And I think that it is pointing out that Aaron Rodgers has just one Super Bowl appearance to his name and he's people already put, he's probably already a, a Hall of Famer already. He's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, he reached more Super Bowls, you know, than you know, and anyone else in quicker time. He, I think he's got a, I think he's, you'll have the stats of Dan Marino, but with the rings, I think he's got, you have the stats of Brett Favre and he's got the arm of Brett Favre, but without the interceptions as much. And I think that it's, he's doing a lot of things. I think a lot of people aren't doing in that space of time. And he's going to win the same amount of rings as if he wins on Sunday or John Elway, Peyton Manning, you know, all these quarterbacks, you know, that are seen as great quarterbacks. Steve Young as a starter, you know, it's um, a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that he's going to level when I think that, you know, the, level with Ben Roethlisberger if not one behind I can't think whether he's got two or three but I think that if he wins on Sunday I think it's definitely a case for me personally that he put him in the top five already because he's doing a lot of things already that people haven't done in their whole career and I think that it's um I think he may well be a guy that you know people like to always laud Tom Brady for not having the being as good a player as or talented as player as likes of Manning and Rogers but I think Mahomes may end the career 
with the stats and with the ring. So I think, um, and the talent as well. So I think Mahomes for me, I think he is going to be personally, I think if he wins on Sunday and definitely wins the third ring, I think then you've got to look at him as yeah, in that in that competition of maybe top three or top four. Um, moving on to the Eagles, really on Steve's point, um, a quote from Jason Kelsey. He said, I don't know when it's coming. It's getting closer each day. So do you guys think, I'll go to you first, Cam, with the likes of him being 35, Fletcher Cox being 32, 33, and, all, and a lot of players being quite old in this team, do you think these players are going to want to end on a high and could retire if they, if they win on Sunday? I think there's a good chance, yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple of them that we could see do it. Um, like, say, Jason Kelsey, there was talk of him not coming back for this season. Um, and I think possibly the season before as well, there was even rumours of it at that point. So, um, I think if we win Sunday, I think we may see him walk away at that point. Other players, like you mentioned, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham as well, I think could possibly be ones that... Certainly, Brandon Graham could be one that retires, I think. Fletcher Cox may carry on, but I don't know if he'll get another contract in Philadelphia. Um, I think, again, he's, his effectiveness has probably dropped a little bit over the last couple of seasons. When you've looked at how many sacks we've had over this this last season just now, he's not been one of the main guys and he's still a disruptive force and he still does a job, but he's not sort of having the statistical impact, at least, that he was doing previously. So he may be another one that we see sort of miss out after that. Um yeah, other than that, um, I don't think there's a there's a lot more that I'd say would probably walk away at this stage. I think we've possibly got another year to maybe go and try and back it up if we do win this, or even if, if we don't try and do it again next year. But winning it is obviously different, and once you've once you've won it, a lot of people for that for them it, it could be enough. Yeah, and I think we've seen with you know Tom Brady. Certainly, he wants to end his career that way. Uh, John Elway ended his career like this. You know, um, Peyton Manning in more, most recent years did it. Um, I think that you know certainly if you've won a second Super Bowl ring, I mean, what else can you do really in your career? I think that's the perfect way to end your career. And I think Jason Kelsey, I think is a, I think he's a lock to retire if he wins after his comments the other day. I think even if he loses, he might retire. I think if they were to lose on Sunday, I can see um, certainly Fletcher Cox coming back and certainly Brandon Graham as well. But I think Jason Kelsey might retire either way. And of course, I'm hoping that his mum will do the coin toss. That's been a big talking point. She's up for it. I think a lot there's been a big petition to get to do it. And I think that if the one time you're going to get someone who's got two sons in the Super Bowl, I think you have to do it. And I think that would be a real shame if they were to do that. Um Right, before we give our predictions at the final segment of the podcast, our final lot of predictions from friends of the show. The first of all, you're going to hear Absolute Radio's Jay Lawrence and Eurotrip's Jonathan Dix. Hi, Andy. Thank you very much uh, for letting me spout my opinion about the Super Bowl. Frankly, I keep flip-flopping. Not quite certain which way this is going to go between the Eagles and their Chiefs, of course. It's a difficult one. Uh, and look, you've got you know one of the best quarterbacks, genuinely, of all time with uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think that this is where, in my opinion, the, the crux of the game is going to lie. Is he fit? Now, if he's fit and if he plays like we know he can play, then the Chiefs, well, they're going to have a real go at it. They could easily be the team that wins the Super Bowl. However, I think that Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball, I think he is fit now. The Eagles sort of tailed off at the end of the regular season because he wasn't playing, you know, because he was at the injured and blah, 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 blah. He seems good now. And that's why I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. At least I do at this moment. Let's say the Eagles 28, Kansas City Chiefs 24. Been going back and forth uh, with my Super Bowl prediction all week long, but I'm going to have to go with the Eagles on this one. I think they have more depth at more positions on the field. I mean, their defense is absolutely loaded. They've got so many different guys that can rush the quarterback. Great corners. I think Darius Slay is probably the best corner in the league. I mean, look at N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. He was supposed to be, you know, the next big thing at linebacker and he can barely get any snaps in. That's just how deep this team is. I think Jalen Hurts at the end of the day will be able to make enough plays for the offense. And, you know, they've got some great weapons on the outside um, and, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I'm still a little bit concerned with Kansas City and, and Patrick Mahomes' ankle. He won't be able to be as mobile as he usually likes to be. And 
the Eagles have the best offensive line I think I've seen in the last couple of years in the NFL. You know, the Chiefs don't have a bad O-line at all, but compared to Philadelphia, it's nothing. I think they're going to get so much pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think he's going to be able to make enough plays and escape out of the pocket to get it done. I like the Eagles. We'll go with 30-24. Richard Graves, RDG Media and NFL Network, and I cannot wait for this one. The number one seeds from both the NFC and the AFC, Eagles Chiefs. The Eagles have been fantastic all season. They've got one of the best pass rushers that will surely have a part to play in this game. But when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, even on a bad wheel, there's something special. In itself, he'll be creating history on Sunday night. He'll become just the fifth quarterback in NFL history to lead his team to three or more Super Bowls in a four-year span before he's even 30 years old. If he wins, he'll join Tom Brady, Troy Aikman and Bob Greasy as the only QBs with an over 500 record in that period. John Elway was the other quarterback. He went 0-3 in that time span. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs in a high-scoring but just a one-score game to come out on top, lift the Lombardi Trophy at Super Bowl 57. Hey guys and girls, Seb here from Seb Talk Sports bringing you my Super Bowl prediction. I think this game is Phillies to lose and I have Jalen Hurts putting an MVP performance, rushing for a touchdown and throwing for another two in an Eagles 27-24 to victory. Philadelphia is going to win the Lombardi Trophy. I hope you enjoy. What's happening everyone? Cake here from the Magpie Channel. My prediction for Sunday's Super Bowl is it's going to be a really, really close game. I think it's going to be one of the most interesting Super Bowls in a long time. I think two really, really good teams. Um, I think the Chiefs will be the favourites going into it. Uh, there is something just inside me that just thinks that the Eagles might nick it. Um, prediction being that the Chiefs will start the better of the teams. Uh, but I think Jalen Hurts will uh, strive the Eagles forward in the second half and potentially come out on top. Like I'm quite reluctant to say one way or another who will win just because I think it's just going to be such a close game. Uh, I would love to see the Eagles win it because I feel like they might be slightly the underdogs even though they did have the best record during the regular season in the NFL. Uh, but I just think... Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs' day are just going to be a little bit too much for them. So I'm going with a Chiefs win, but only just really, really close. Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me on. Shane Harris, your resident Baltimore Ravens fanboy here. Um, yeah, my prediction for this Sunday's Super Bowl 57 matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles, I'm going to go for an Eagles win. I think it's going to be 34-37 to the Eagles. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game with two high-powered offences. It's going to be a hell of a game for the neutral. I think it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a really good game. And as I said, I'm going for the Eagles. Since I'm doing something for you, do something for me. Uh, we've got our third and long podcast with myself and three of my other, other buddies on Mondays and Thursdays on Facebook Live, YouTube and Twitch as well. So follow us on there. Thanks, Andy. Catch you again. Cheers, guys. Hi Andy, Paul Hope, 49er Faithful UK. Just wanted to say a big thank you for having me on this season. It's been awesome to talk all things 49ers, all things NFL with you this year. Sadly, my 49ers will not be representing in the Super Bowl 57 on Sunday in Arizona. As Brandon Ayuk said better than me, we'll be sat at home on the sofa watching the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Kansas City Chiefs. As a neutral, I'm looking forward to a good game. All jokes aside, I will still be heading out to my watch party in Stockton with the Steel River Stingray flag football team. Looking forward to a big game. Hopeful that the Chiefs win. I am feeling very salty for all those Eagles fans tuning in. It's nothing personal, but I don't want to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl after they beat my beloved San Francisco 49ers. I think Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs offence, Travis Kelsey will have a bit too much on the day for the Eagles. I'm hoping for a shootout as a neutral. I'd love to see nothing better than a shootout. Definitely don't want to see another bar fest like we saw the Eagle, sorry, like we saw in the Rams versus the Patriots. I quite enjoyed the uh, Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. That said, I'd be up for some trick plays. 
wherever you're watching the game. I hope you have a good one. Make sure to like, subscribe, share Andy's podcast. He's great at what he does. And I'm looking forward to being back on with you next season. And until next time, go Niners. Right. It's, uh, it's that time of the year again. It is time to predict the Super Bowl. And I'm only going for one team here, right? And I, I love what the Eagles have been doing this season, especially in this postseason. They've really impressed me. You know, the offense has been flowing. The run game has been amazing to watch. The defense, I mean, Hassan Reddick had an absolute day against the Niners last uh, two years ago in the championship game. But, and there is a big but here. I can't pick against the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I love, you know, I love the growth that Pat, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts has shown this season. You know, going from being really worried about his accuracy to being one of the league's best quarterbacks. But Mahomes and Reid have been here before. They've done it. Like, yeah, it's... How cool would it be? It's, it's, well, not cool, but it shows how, you know, good... Yeah, that combination has been if in Mahomes' five years as a starter they would have won two Super Bowls, Mahomes would have won two MVPs, they would have been to three Super Bowls, won three AFC titles, and they could have been potentially in all five, all five AFC championship games were there for the taking for the Chiefs. How cool would that be? And yeah, I can't I can't I can't look past Kansas City in this game. Like yeah, however good the Eagles have been. I think it'll be close. I do think it'll be close, but yeah, I think Andy Reid's gonna gonna have a revenge game against the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, they're gonna win. I don't know what score it's gonna be. Uh, I'll go for sort of like thirty thirty one twenty seven, something like that. I hope it'll be close. I'm in a score, but uh, you know, just that's just what, what we want really is a game that goes down to the wire because they haven't really had that uh, in, in many recent Super Bowls. Uh, so yeah, that'll be cool, but. That's my prediction. I think the Chiefs are going to win and Patrick Mahomes is going to win his second Super Bowl, his second MVP within the next couple of days. That's my prediction. And I just hope it's a good game, really, to be honest with you. The day is almost here. Super Bowl day is approaching. I'm backing us Philadelphia Eagles to get the job done. I think this is a game that's won in the trenches. When you look across the board, this Eagles roster just looks deeper with talent in, in every area. And I think that defence will be too much for this, this Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. But... That guy, Patrick Mahomes, we know he can do anything and never write him off because he can produce magic from a, from a moment of nothing. So yeah, can't wait for this game. I'm going Eagles 30-24. But I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a thriller. I cannot wait for this game. But yeah, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, I think we'll get the job done like they have all season long. Just can't wait now. Bring that game on. Hope you enjoy it, guys. Hope you've enjoyed the season. And thank you to everyone who just gave their predictions there. But now it's time for ours. So I'm going to give everyone two categories. Who's going to win it? And which player is going to get Super Bowl MVP? So I'm going to go back to Brad first. Who's going to win the game? And who's your Super Bowl MVP? Um, I'm, I don't know if it's uh, blind hope or blind faith in this, but um, I think the Chiefs will win convincingly because they will surprise the Eagles. Um, I think they're going to adopt something similar, similar style of defense, like what the Cardinals did um, against the Eagles this year. And I think, I think the Chiefs are going to just find some way. And I think Mahomes is going to be um, electric, um, but I think the key man is the, in this is going to be Jarek McKinnon. Um, he's going to be the guy that uh, kind of springs out of the uh, out, <laughs> out out from the side of Mahomes. And start getting some uh, some of those those short yards and and just making sure that you know we keep those chains moving. So I'm going with thirty four twenty four to the Chiefs. Okay, so thirty four twenty four, and it's going to be McKinnon. Okay, now David, over to you for your prediction. Um, I, I keep doing this all the time. I I think it's going to be really really tight, and I think I'm I've been flipping and flopping between. Which team I think is gonna is gonna edge it because the the margins are so thin. Um, I also think the running game is gonna be gonna be really important in regards to the Chiefs. Um, I, I do think that uh, McKinnon from in the backfield is gonna be key, and I think um, I think Pacheco has the potential because he's he's such an aggressive runner. Um, I think he's got the potential to to pop off in a game like this where. Um, particularly if the Chiefs get ahead. 
Um, uh, but if there's one player I think has the potential to be the MVP, um, if he's fit enough, now, and that's Kadarius Tony. Um, I think if Kadarius Tony um, is he, he had a knock in in the last game, but if he's fully fit, I think he's got potential to have a similar type of game to what OBJ did last year, where he's not the main target, he's not, um, but he's but he's still a, a threat. Um, so I think I do think it could be Kadarius Tony, and I think it'll be the Chiefs by three. So I'm going to go 24-27. 24-27. Okay. Now time for our Eagles fans' predictions. So, Steve, over to you. What's your prediction? Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be nearly as close. Um, I think <coughs> when I look at it, it's like on, on the ground, I think the Chiefs' biggest problem this season has been stopping the run game. And I think the Eagles' run game is just too strong, too varied. Um, you've got Scott, you've got Sanders, you've got Gainwell. You just don't know who's coming out. And then you've got Hurts, obviously, being an incredibly fit and mobile quarterback. Um, I think you're going to see the Eagles open up quite early with you know going, going to the air to try and get that early lead and then grind it out um, and just you know pop up multiple scores. Um, I, I'm way, way... The, the, the idea of a close game, I just, I just don't see it. Um, I'm having the Eagles 31-17. Hey, and then finally, and who's your MVP of the game, Steve? Who's going to get that? Uh, yeah, I know traditionally we've moved away from, uh, you know, the quarterback of the winning team becoming the MVP. I think this is the kind of game where you're going to see, um, you know, you've got two such incredibly talented, high-profile quarterbacks, so I reckon it's going to be Jalen Hurst. Okay, and finally, over to you, Cameron, for your your prediction and MVP. Yeah, so I, like I said, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Um, I can kind of see it going either way, but I have settled on the Eagles winning it, and I think that's maybe just in just blind faith and just hope rather than anything else. Um, but like we have said, defence does win championships, and that's where I'm going with it. I think the Eagles win 24-16. Uh, in terms of MVP, I'll tell you in between a couple. I can very easily see it being Hurts. I could see that happening. Kenneth Gamewell, I think, will have a big game, but I don't think it'd be enough to get him MVP. I think it goes comes between two players on defence, and it's either going to be Hassan Reddick against the quarterback and making big plays, or because of the pressure we're going to get on Mahomes and not be able to run. And this is the way I'm going. I'm going a bit of a bold one. Darius Slay has two picks and gets MVP. Okay, I like that. That's... um. That's interesting. I know the last defensive player to win it was Von Miller. Um, and I can't think who the last... Oh, it'd be Malcolm Butler, wouldn't it, for the uh, last cornerback or defensive back to win um, MVP. Um, and yeah, I actually have a similar thinking to you as MVP, Cameron. I am going to go for an Eagles win. Um, I'm going to go for a 36-24 win for the Eagles. I just think that defensive line is going to cause some huge problems. And that's why... I was torn between Miles Sanders and Hassan Reddick, and I've got money on both of them to win MVP. So um, hopefully either of them do win it. Um, I do think Miles Sanders will be the guy to get the yards more than the likes of Brown and Smith. But I'm going to go for Hassan Reddick. I think I've been waxing lyrical all year about him, and really even last year as well when he was sort of a free agent. But um, I think, yeah, he's 16 and a half sacks in the regular season. If it wasn't for, you know, Nick Bosa... We talked about a lot more. I'm still shocked he hasn't been put in the defensive player of the year candidates. Um, you know, I think he's gonna have a great game. I think he's gonna steal the show in what'll be a I think a vintage Bears 85 like defensive performance. Um, but yeah, that is the end of our Super Bowl preview. So we are gonna be back next week for a review with Stephen Luke as we also assess our predictions from the start of the season to find out. Who said what and who said who didn't say what and who got things right and wrong. So um first of all, thank you everyone for coming on, all of our four guests today in Cameron, Steve, Dave, and Brad. Um and yeah, we will see you guys next time. So this has been the Across the Pod NFL Podcast and take care.